Well, great guys. It is uh, fantastic to be with you again here as we gather online via the Exchange Church YouTube channel. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, to be able to open up God's Word again. My name is Todd Hall. I'm the lead pastor here at Exchange Church. And uh, we come to this great part of our service. We'll begin to open up God's Word and to hear the Gospel and allow that to uh, change our lives and shape our lives for God's glory and for our good as His people. Uh, we have been the last few weeks in the book of Colossians. Uh, this week we are doing something different. We're making a bit of a breakaway, and I think that's very pertinent as I've been thinking about the transition period we are in, uh, particularly around COVID-19 and the government easing some restrictions. So today we're going to look at a passage uh, from the book of Psalms. Psalm 27 is where we're going to be coming from. But before we get there, uh, let me think, uh, get you to think about this. Fear and confidence are polar opposites, aren't they? Fear and confidence are polar opposites. They're like black and white. They're opposite. You can watch a little boy or girl maybe taking their first steps towards a kindergarten and their first time there can be a whole lot of fear. It's a whole new thing. It's very daunting for a young child to go and do that. But it makes a really big difference if mum or dad are there with them holding their hand to take them to that kindergarten lesson for the very first time. It's like all of a sudden... They've got some confidence. They've got somebody there who loves them and cares for them and is actually with them as they take those first few steps. Confidence is a great thing, a great thing. Okay, today we're going to read from Psalm 27 here and see a psalm about confidence and courage that we can have in God. So please join with me here as we read uh, from Psalm 27 from the Bible. Uh, Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise, arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. I will, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices of shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who, who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my mother and my father have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Father, I uh, thank you and praise you now that we can uh, come and open up your word today. We ask, Holy Spirit, please uh, just grow our hearts in confidence, in courage, in faith, in the goodness of God, in the greatness of God, in the Lord Almighty, 
who is able to control all things and doing this for his glory and our good. So I pray, Lord, please, please open up our hearts today by your Holy Spirit. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, yes, a bit of a break away from Colossians uh, this week. Um, well, I th- thought again, very uh, pertinent, very helpful as we're in this transitional time during this COVID-19 virus. Uh, this transition that we're now entering into with the virus is actually is a coming back to what is a, a new normal, whatever that may be or whatever that may mean for the world that we live in. Uh, with that transition, as we're sort of coming out of lockdown, I think there's going to be an amount of fear or anxiety. Uh, that will be present in our lives as we make this transitional period. So I thought it would be really good to think and uh, live our way through this transition as we look at God's Word today. So, Psalm 27. It's a psalm of confidence. It's a psalm of courage. Uh, Written by King David of Israel more than 3,000 years ago. Yes, the Bible is a very old book, but it's a fantastic book. It is the book of the world. Written 3,000 years ago, King David lived a life of highs, and lows. Uh, Massive highs in his God-ordained or God-appointed rise to power as God's chosen ruler over God's chosen nation. Uh, Lows as well, depressive lows probably for David, uh, being hunted like a criminal even though he was was innocent, he was hunted like uh, like a criminal. Uh, His own personal sinfulness brought him into depressive lows. And also deep family division within King David's family also uh, would have brought much depressive lows into David's life as well. David had plenty to fear in his life. You've only got to read through First and Second Samuel in the Old Testament there, and you'll see things like this. King Saul, his predecessor, was jealous of David and hunted him down to kill him. Yes, true. He chased him from one side of the countryside to the other to kill him. Absalom, his son, King David's son, uh, arranged a military coup against his father, David. David had to flee for his life. Plenty to fear for at that situation as well. Also in the psalm, as we just read in verses 2 and 12, we can see there's something happening here in David's life that's causing some level of fear. There's some type of enemy here that we can see that David that has David in their sights. They are gunning for him and they want to cause him all sorts of dramas. Uh, they're breathing out lies about him and some are even planning violence towards David. We see that reflected even in this psalm. Yet, yet, through all of this, King David remained a man who followed after God's own heart. We're told that in the Bible. David stayed the course of following hard after God and keeping Christ, keeping God as his focus in life. Uh, Many of these Psalms are a witness here to David's joys and struggles in life with God. So the Psalms are a great place to come through our struggles, through our joys, through any number of things that we are going through. This Psalm is a song of confidence. It's a song of strength in God. And our big idea here today as we think about this is this. By constantly focusing on the sovereign Lord Almighty as my all-powerful fortress, I don't need to be afraid of anything. By constantly focusing on the sovereign Lord Almighty as my all-powerful fortress, I don't need to be afraid of anything. Let's think about this confidence here because David starts this psalm off with a bang. He doesn't start off on a low. He starts off on a big, big high. He opens up in the first three verses here, verses 1 to 3, with confidence. 
Look in verse 1 with me and we see that really clearly. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It's a real picture of confidence here. It's like this first verse oozes confidence, doesn't it? As you read that, it's a bit like do what you like, when you like and how you like and I won't be afraid. Whenever you like, how you like, whatever you want to do, and I won't be afraid. So what is David's confidence here that he opens up so confidently with in these first few verses? Well, it doesn't take long to find out what his confidence is. It stands out in really bold letters right at the start there, doesn't it? It's the Lord. David is referring to the Lord Almighty, the sovereign Lord, the all-powerful Lord, the absolute ruler of the universe. This is the Lord who is the confidence in David's life here at the top of this psalm. Now, what's really important here as we see this confidence in David is these words here, three words that he uses to describe the Lord. Now, just a little note here, words are really important. When we come to read the Bible, it's really important to look at words and actually stop and think about what they mean. Because every word is inspired by the Holy Spirit in the Bible. So the words are really important for us. And here's three words that uh, David uses to describe God. The first one is light. He sees there God as his light during times of fear. What does that mean by light? Very often fear closes in upon us like darkness, doesn't it? It's a bit like a small child who's afraid of the dark and they go to bed at night and mum or dad maybe tuck them in and the lights go off and then all of a sudden it's like the darkness becomes alive. All of a sudden all those things that you're imagining in your mind are now out there in the darkness and it closes in upon us, doesn't it? And the next thing that comes with that, with this darkness, is like fear. We feel fear. God is like a light in our lives when the darkness of fear blinds our vision to a greater reality. God's presence is like a light to reveal to us a greater reality than our fear. God's presence reveals to us that He is there. It doesn't matter how dark it is, we don't have to be afraid. Remember a vivid experience I had myself years ago in the darkness one night. It was like I felt in the middle of the night pre-marriage, that was a long time ago, something was like crushing me or closing in upon me and I just felt I couldn't move. And I just whispered the words, Jesus, Jesus. And it was amazing how that sort of crushing, closing, darkness feeling lifted off me in doing that. God is our light. David also sees God as his salvation in times of fear as well. Now, David here is talking more a physical sense of salvation, but we fully get the greater spiritual dimension that God has rescued us and saved us as well in a spiritual sense from our sin that has separated us from him. But David here is talking about a physical sense of salvation. What does somebody feel uh, when their boat has capsized out in the ocean five kilometers offshore? What do they feel? quite natural that fear would set in, isn't it? Who's going to know I'm out here? How long can I keep hanging onto this piece of wood and treading water waiting for somebody to come? How will they ever find me in this vast ocean? Will I survive? All these things race around in our mind and fear comes in really quickly. 
David sees God, who is the Lord Almighty, who saves and rescues as the one God, as the one who directs the search boats to find me. As God, the one who directs and controls the sea currents and the waves of the ocean. David sees God as his confidence here in salvation. And you see, with that perspective of God as our salvation, our fear levels can be calmed. Stronghold. David also sees God as his stronghold. What happens when you're under attack by someone else's lies? They're breathing out lies about you. Someone is falsely accusing you. They've mounted a case and now a whole bunch of others are all jumping on the bandwagon. And you feel like your reputation is being trashed unjustly, unfairly. Fear, fear of the consequences of these false lies begin to rise in our heart. What will people think of me now in this situation? David sees God as a stronghold or like a fortress. God is this place of safety where nothing can ultimately hurt me. Nothing can touch me there. Say what you like about me. That doesn't change what God says about me. See, when I have that perspective of what God says about me, my fears begin to dwindle. Say what you like about me. All that matters is what God says about me at the end of the day. Can you see what David is doing here with these fears? He's not ignoring them. They're real. He's actually talking about stuff in the psalm that he's uh, fearful about. David literally has got people wanting to kill him. So he's not ignoring these fears. But what David is doing here, he's bringing perspective to his fears. In a sense, David is measuring his fears against God. He's acknowledging that they're there, no, no question of that, but he's seeing these fears in the light of who God is. The sovereign Lord controls everything David knows and understands. So even, even if the enemies can outgun me and outnumber me, even if they can do that, my enemies can only do what God allows them to do. You see, he's getting perspective here with these fears. And when David sees that perspective about God, sovereign in control and the Lord Almighty, his fears begin to slip away. You see, perspective is the big thing here. When God grows bigger, our fears grow smaller. Let me say that again. When God grows bigger in our lives, fears begin to grow smaller. Here's just one other thing I want to pick up here, which I think is glorious about David and about the Psalms and about God in particular. Look at how David speaks here about the Lord here in this verse. It's like this. It's, it's my Lord. It's my light. It's my salvation. It's my stronghold. It's a very personal relationship here that David has with the Lord Almighty. A very personal relationship. You see, this is what the gospel is all about. God isn't some distant deity that we have no connection with whatsoever. God is an up-close and personal God. A God who delights and loves to make himself strong and safe and a rescuer for us. It's personal. It's my Lord. 
It's my salvation. It's my stronghold. It's my light. It's a beautiful picture we just get here as a side benefit of the, the wonder of this relationship that we can have with God. So David's discovered here this powerful aspect of who God is. And he's really keen, as it were, to keep growing this confidence, to keep growing who God is. And we see a picture of that in verses 4 to 6, but particularly in verse 4, uh, we see what David is doing there. And he says this, One thing, one thing that I've asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David's not asking for a million things or a thousand things or a hundred things. He's asking one thing. He wants to be with the Lord. He, where he says there, the house of the Lord or in his temple, it's David's way of saying being in the presence of God. The temple represented the presence of God there as we think about that in the Old Testament. So in effect, David is saying this, I want to dwell in your presence, Lord. I want to live with you so close to me, Lord. This is what my heart longs for. It's you, Lord. This is here, the one thing that he desires, to be in your presence. And really, this is one of the true signs of someone who's truly following after Jesus. If you're truly following after Jesus, you will truly want to grow in knowing who God is. You really will. You see, here's the point. The more I grow in knowing who God is as my personal Lord, the more my confidence grows in his power and strength in my life. It's true. It's a bit like this. It's a bit like that gun player who's been recruited for the the local football team. You have some confidence in him before he arrives to play because you've heard of what he's done and and it sounds all good. But when you get to know this gun recruit better and you begin to see him in action on the field, what does you do? What what does your confidence do? It grows. It grows. We really believe that this gun recruit can deliver the goods because he's now actually shown us that he can do that. So it is with God. As we get to know him better and experience his strength in our lives, our confidence in him grows as we know him, as we walk with him. And when that confidence grows, our fears take their right perspective in life. They begin to diminish. So, where do we meet God? Where do we gaze upon his beauty? As David said, I will gaze upon your beauty in the temple. We meet God in the face of Jesus Christ. We see Jesus and the beauty of him as we meet him in the Bible, displaying all of his grace and mercy and justice. We've even been looking at that in Colossians, uh, where we saw the other week that he's the image of the invisible God. We see Jesus there. We see God there. We see God in each other as the, as the image of God is working its way out through us as we are transformed by the gospel. It's a great place. It's the place to see God is in the Bible and through each other as well as we live out the gospel. And here's something else that I love about David as he discovers God, as he discovers what he finds in being in God's presence as well. And it's in verse 6 and it says this, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy, and I will sing and make melody to the Lord. 
What does David discover here as he's, as he's growing in confidence, in growing in God's presence? He discovers joy. He discovers joy. And this in turn has David, as it were, responding in shouts of joy and jubilant singing. That's the wonder and the mystery of the gospel. God is glorious to know. God is joy-filled to know. During the fear of whatever we may be facing, we can have a heart that rejoices in a loving, all-powerful God growing in his presence. That's the mystery of the gospel. And what a glorious mystery that is for the joy that we can have. Okay, David rounds out this psalm now with a call to action, a call to faith. And we see it there in verses 13 and 14 where he says this, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. It's a fantastic way here to finish off this psalm. David's saying this, I believe this about you, God. I'm waiting and hoping in you, Lord. I'm resolutely trusting in you, God. You will deliver me. This is this confident assertion here. It's a call to faith. It's a call to trust in God. He's saying it like this. God says he is my light. Then I believe he will lead me through the darkness. God says he is my salvation. Then I believe he will rescue me. God says he is my stronghold. Then I believe he is my fortress. God says this I believe it. And in verse 14, we have this really positive sort of assertion or nearly command or is a command. Be strong and take courage. David is urging us here. Don't just believe it in your mind, but put it into action. Live it out. Walk it out. Walk out this truth about God and do it through faith and trusting in him. Be strong. Take courage. You see, when fear rises, it rises with, with a way of paralyzing us and crippling us, our, our, our emotions within us. And that's what fear does. It does paralyze us. Fear has this way of powerfully immobilizing who we are. And we just seem to get stuck in this grip of fear. When that happens, David is saying through faith, be strong. Let your heart take courage in the foundations of who God is. Then with that strength that God gives... Face your fears in a whole new perspective. God desires to give us this courage and this strength and this confidence today to overcome our fears, to work through our fears. He delights to give us that. And this is what he's doing here in this psalm uh, for us today in Psalm 27. Now, I, I think today this psalm is massively important for us massively important for us for the times that we are now finding ourselves in. We're going into a time again of uncertainty here as we come out of COVID-19 to some extent. Now, the government is beginning to ease restrictions upon us as a community, which is a really good thing. It's a good thing. They're trying to restore us to a new normal, however that may look. We're not exactly sure how that will look for the future going forward. But what's important here is this. There'll be a whole range of reactions to this easing of restrictions. There'll be a whole variance of the way people will react to these restrictions being eased. One end of the spectrum will say, bring it on. 
I'm sick and tired of this lockdown. The quicker we can get this over, the better. Just let's get over it and let's just get back into life again. That'll be one end of the spectrum. Whereas the other end of the spectrum will say this. I'm not so sure about this easing. I'm still a bit concerned about the risk of catching the virus. There'll be two ends of the spectrum here when it comes to this. There'll be some really bold and brash, and there'll be some that'll be very, very cautious. And I'm convinced that it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum, whether you're really bold or really cautious, that all of us will have to some degree or another some type of fear or anxiety. If we could, if we could, would any of us feel right now safe to go down to the MCG and pack in tightly with 100,000 other people right now? Probably not. Given all the um, stuff that's been going the last few months, we'd feel a bit of anxiety or a bit of fear about that. Maybe that's you. Maybe this is your first time today with Exchange Church joining us online. We want to say welcome. We love to have people join with us here at Exchange. Maybe you're thinking like that. Maybe there's fears and anxieties there and you're thinking, why is this happening? Why am I got this fear? We want to, that's why you're here today, because we want to tell you about Jesus who comes to take all fear away from our lives as we put our trust in him. So as I think about that, as I think about this whole spectrum of reactions here, uh, as your pastor, I'm really mindful of the range of feelings here amongst people. And as we come out of this lockdown, I want to take on board here the motto of the U.S. Army that I heard just recently, this week actually, and their motto is this, we don't leave anybody behind. We leave nobody behind. In other words, as we face and deal with the new normal as a church, we don't want to leave anybody behind. We don't want to run roughshod over anybody as we move forward into the future and then people get left behind. There will be fears. There will be anxieties. There will be worries. But we want to help every single person take on board Psalm 27 to see, as it were, an enlarging vision of God to help get our fears back into the right perspective. To see an enlarging vision of God to get our fears back into the right perspective. How will we move forward then? It'll be like this. We will take on board all the advice that the government gives to us. Just as we're told in Romans 13 to understand that governments are put in place by God and to pray for governments to respect these authorities. We will respect everything they tell us to do. Whether we agree with their procedures or don't agree with their procedures, we will comply with the government and do as they ask us to do. Then, in love, all of us will have respect for each other for where we stand on the virus, for where we are on this spectrum, as it were. Those, for those who are bold to get moving, we will be patient with those who are cautious. We will love them. And for those who are still cautious about not getting too, uh, too, too quickly out there, well, we're not going to criticise those who are bold. Why? Because the love of Christ fills our hearts to come and to love each other as one body. You see, we don't want to leave anybody behind as we move forward. Then as one body, we will pray for Psalm 27 to go deep into our soul, because we all need a growing vision of Jesus to grant us the courage 
and the confidence, as it were, and the faith to get the right perspective into our fears. As individuals, as one body, we believe that God is the Lord Almighty and that he sovereignly rules all things unchallenged. There is no challenge for God whatsoever. We believe that. So as we believe that, we're going to then do as David urges us to, to be strong, to be courageous. We'll begin to step that out in faith. We'll begin to move forward into this new normal in faith. For some, that may mean a little bit of faith exercise. Perhaps for those who are bold, they they can make those steps a bit easier. For those who are more cautious, it may mean an exercise of more faith to trust in God. Here's where the key lies, though, for this, friends, as we think about stepping into this future. It's getting our fears into perspective. It's getting our fears into perspective. The way to get our fears into perspective is to get a growing vision of Jesus Christ, an enlarging vision of the gospel. You see, with a growing vision of Jesus and a growing understanding of the gospel, our fears begin to crumble under the truths of God's loving sovereignty over our lives and over this universe. That's the key to go forward, getting our fears in perspective by looking upon Christ and growing the gospel in our hearts. And our fears will begin to subside and become smaller. So with David, I ask this question of myself and of you today. Do you believe that God is the sovereign Lord? And if you believe that, now by faith, will you put that belief into action by being strong and courageous and living that out? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we can uh, come this morning and we can hear your word through Psalm 27. What a glorious psalm. What a psalm to build our confidence and our courage. You are the Lord Almighty, that God is my light. God is my salvation. God is my stronghold. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? Nobody. Holy Spirit, we pray today, please let this psalm go deep into our hearts today, growing a bigger vision of who Christ is the sovereign ruler of the universe, who holds us in the palm of his hands, who does all things for your glory, Lord, and for our good. And I pray that through that, Holy Spirit, you would calm our fears. You would calm our fears to walk forward in courage and in boldness, faithfully trusting in Christ. Father, today we thank you for that, and we ask that, and we pray for that, and we ask that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate you joining with us today. Hey, we would love to connect with you. If you have any questions about this psalm or about Exchange Church, please uh, go to the bottom of your screen now. You'll see info there at exchangechurch.org.au. Contact us there and we will gladly come back to you and uh, connect with you there for sure. Uh, Rob now is going to lead us around the Lord's table. So uh, stay with us as we uh, come to the Lord's table. Thank you.